Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council returns to court tomorrow to defend two service members. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, we've been talking about these two service members, what, for several months now. We got an injunction for our Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel and our Navy Command Surface War Officer previously. And then, of course, the, the uh, military has come back and appealed that. So there you go to the 11th Circuit uh, tomorrow to defend them. Yeah, I'll be at the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta, and we will be defending this preliminary injunction that we obtained in February of 2022. Uh, this began when we filed suit back in October, and we've had three days of eight to nine hour hearings. So we've been in court now for about 24 to 25 hours, two days of which had testimony, all presented by us, not a single piece of testimony presented by the Department of Defense, the Navy, or the Marines. Yeah, our, our uh, evidence is just phenomenal. And what's, speaking of evidence, I mean, despite all the evidence that has come out showing that these shots are not safe or effective, the military is still trying to force these service members to take this injection that is associated with aborted fuel cells. Yes, and we have a it's great ridiculous. testimony from our clients, and we have testimony from Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned expert in COVID treatment and also the effect of these shots. We have expert uh, testimony from three other doctors, uh, Lieutenant Colonel retired now, 39 years in the United States Army, flight surgeon, one of six of uh, Green Beret flight surgeons in the entire world at the time that he retired in the summer 2022. And we also have Dr. Teresa Long of Army, and she is also a flight surgeon. She also has a master's in public health, and she has a specialty in the DMED data that monitors and records all the different military medical treatment. And she's been treating these service members firsthand, so she's seen what's happening to them after the shot. Right, and we also have a retired lieutenant colonel, flight surgeon as well, um, and he testified, and uh, Stuart Tankersley is his name. So we have three days, 24, 25 hours of testimony. We have multiple uh, live experts, plus we have the expert declaration of Dr. Peter McCullough. We have our two individuals. Lieutenant Colonel of the United States Marines, who is top of her class and has risen to the top of the ranks. And we also have the Navy commands uh, of a surface warfare. What's so, tragic, Matt, is we've seen both of them be demoted or not get promotions that they well deserved. Yeah, they've been uh, held in limbo. And when you're held in limbo, that's not a good thing in the military because if you don't uh, progress, it's, it's either upward or out. That's right. the, basically the idea. And so when you have someone like our Navy commander of the surface warship, this is a $1.8 billion military uh, warship. It's one of the advanced ones in the world. He is also nuclear trained, one of the very few uh, commanders of a Navy surface warship that is nuclear trained. He was going to progress to go to a battle carrier 
And its ultimate goal would be to command a, a battle carrier, which are the biggest uh, warships uh, in our fleet. And that was his trajectory. Mm -hmm. He had 18 years experience, now 19 years of experience in the military. And uh, when we had his testimony in February and March of 2022, he testified that since COVID, he had been deployed on the ocean, on the ship, for 300-plus days at different deployments around different parts of the world, commanding this ship for various kinds of deployments for nearly a year on the water with no interruption to military readiness or function. He himself is a very fit uh, individual. In fact, he excelled when it came to the different tests they had to run with the Ex ship. Absolutely. He has excelled uh, among his peers. He said that in terms of the um, protocols, they just do what they normally do in terms of protocols, and they added COVID protocols in terms of distancing back then and quarantine and isolation if you have symptoms. Not a single uh, miss of any deployment, not a single day during those 300 days of deployment. Yet the military says, well, but 100% of the people still have to receive the vax. But yet there are people on there who have gotten medical exemptions, so they have not gotten the shot, but they're still allowed to continue their usual positions. Yeah, in fact, you know, what they say and what they admit they have to is that, yes, they do give medical exemptions, and some of those are permanent. Now they say, well, but the medical exemptions are different because some most of those are temporary. Well, they may be temporary, but they can constantly be extended. Well, why not give a temporary exemption to people of faith and then constantly, you know, ever so many months reevaluate it and see what's going on with that individual, their function, and the COVID shots? No, they don't want to do that, but they'll do that for medical. And then there's some that they give for permanent, that you're permanent medical exempted from certain kinds of uh, conditions, but you're not discharged. So you see the agenda that's going on. Here. So in other words, for medical, whether it's a temporary exemption that's renewed periodically and reviewed periodically, or it's a permanent exemption, from a risk factor, if there is a risk factor, it doesn't matter the motivation for why that person is exempted. If their motivation is based upon something medical, then it's okay. If their motivation is based on their sincerely held religious beliefs, then it's not okay. And they say that the only alternative that they have is to get 100% vaxxed, which they'll never get 100% vaxxed because they have medical exemptions. So they'll never have 100%. And those that have religious exemptions, they want to discharge. It's not that they want to temporarily reassign them. They don't look at their individual job duties. Uh, they don't want to give them a temporary exemption. They don't want to give them a permanent exemption. They want to discharge them. And I think uh, it was very clear to Judge Meriday that the harm that this would cause oh, yes. is more to the fact that they would discharge these highly skilled, irreplaceable individuals. And I think he must see that the whole agenda is to make our, our military very weak so that we cannot properly defend this country. Otherwise, why would you try to throw out these stellar, stellar military members who are highly skilled? The only reason is because you have an agenda. Right. Uh, because when you look at this, I mean, the evidence that we presented, 
including a Journal of American Medical Association Cardiology that was a study done by military doctors on military service members showed that these mRNA shots were causing an increased risk of heart inflammation among the service members, including myocarditis and pericarditis, both of which can be permanent and both of which can be fatal. As well as spontaneous abortions on the women. And, but um, yes, they have that as well. But I mean, this was an article put out in yeah. the JAMA. This was in June of 2021. They knew about the risk and they still gave the mandate in August of 2021. Now there's other information that they also knew about that's come out in addition about the increased risk of spontaneous abortions and so many other things. We have testimony with regards to these experts that this mRNA mm -hmm. causes an inflammatory response that increases not only your susceptibility to COVID, and in fact, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, Dr. Chambers, said that 82 to 86 percent of the people that he was in charge of at the border were getting COVID, even though they were vaxxed and boosted. So of those that were getting COVID at the border, 82 to 86 percent were, were, had the two shots, and some of them had the third shot boosted and they were still the vast majority about 15 percent of the people that were getting COVID at the border were those that had not received any shots and none of those individuals that hadn't received any shots had any serious problems so there was no interference with military readiness continue to pray for this case i'll be arguing it tomorrow the decision will come down in the next several months it's in a major case protecting all of our brave service members they have a right to love God and love the country, and the two are not in juxtaposition to one another. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.